Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. And her name is DeVille, spelt like devil. Oh, well done. And if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to this show because that is a spoiler. It certainly is because on this show, what we do is we look at all the promotional material, all the pre-release material to an upcoming Hollywood blockbuster. And then before the movie comes out, we attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible. And then when it does come out, we go and see the movie, review it and see how close we got to predicting it. That feels like a very unnecessary way of explaining (laughs) a pretty simple premise, but, you know, that's what we're here to do today. We're here to break down every detail that happened in the movie Cruella, unnecessarily so. Yes. And see how close we got to predicting it two years ago, because that's when we did this original prediction, all the way back in 2021. You had something to say, Manny D. No, I was just saying that that's what we do. We overcomplicate simple things, which I'm sure we'll do today. Quite like the script of Cruella. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. So, I just want to point out for any potential first-time listeners that this isn't necessarily a review of Cruella. So, if you haven't seen the movie or if you haven't listened to our original 2021 episode where we predicted what was going to happen in it, I'd probably suggest either watching the movie first or listening to our original episode at least before continuing with this one because we're just really going to speak about the movie in context to our original episode. So, you might be a little lost if you're not familiar with the movie or if you're not familiar with what we said in that original episode. And that original episode's always going to be the better episode out of the two anyway. So, like I said, at least listen to that original episode first or watch the movie first if you really want to because we're just going to spoil the shit out of it. So, let's get into talking about how well we did with predicting Cruella. So, Matty D, this is a question I ask you every week. How well do you think Cruella did in the worldwide box office? I don't know. It came around a weird time. So, can, it I, did. Get, can I get the budget to Cruella? So, the budget has never officially been released. It's estimated to have been between $100 million to $200 million. So, depending on where the budget lands <laughs> depends on if this movie was a success or a failure. Oh, man. I don't know. I think, I, I think this movie really picked up on streaming. I think I would say we're, we're looking at about 95 mil. Okay, so you think it's a failure, is what you're saying. Yes. So you're like, I think it's a success, but it didn't make any money, so therefore it's a failure. Yeah, that's my guess, yeah. Okay, you're completely wrong because it made <laughs> $233.5 million. So if it was, if the budget was $200 million, like they're estimating, then that is kind of a failure. But if it was $100 million, massive a success. success. Yes. <laughs> They've already announced a sequel, by the way. They announced a sequel back in 2021. What? How? That- I have no idea. The sequel? Like, it leads straight into the... Are they just going to do 101 Dalmatians? I don't know. Is that what they're going to do? So, so it's a circumstance where, like, oh, yes, we're definitely going to do a sequel, and then we've heard nothing for two years. Right. So, it's like, oh, yeah, we're doing a sequel. Twiddle thumbs. (laughs) Have people forgotten about it yet? Can we move on? Yeah, I hope so. So, Matty D, would you care to explain the point system that we use to grade our predictions? Yeah, so we're going to be comparing both our plots against each other and we want to find out who did better and who did worse than the other one. So we have a point-based system. It's completely fair and unbiased and we can, you know, Mm. use this to sort of grade our plot. So if we guess something that wasn't in the trailer, that gives us two points. If we guess something that was in the trailer, that's one point. And if we guess something that was sort of right, but not quite 100% right, I love that we always use the example, there was a cat that did this, but it was a dog, actually, yeah. <laughs> because that actually is part of your plot. Yes, so I if know. there's something a little on the, uh, you know, a close, but not quite close enough to be accurate, we give ourselves half a point. And then, of course, if we got something completely wrong, that's zero, and we tally yeah. all those points up, and that is our scorecard for our prediction. And I'm adding a new element to our uh, revisits, our actual spoilers scoring system. Mm-hmm. And I hope Matty D is on board with this, because this is what we're doing. It may hurt him, it may help him. In fact, this episode, I do think it will help him a fair bit. 
I'm going to add a new element to our scoring system and how we grade each other's plots. If the other person helps the person who's predicting the movie, then that person gets a bonus point. So if there's something like they're on the wrong track about when they're predicting the movie and the other person knows otherwise and helps that person, the person who helps them out gets a point, gets a a bonus point. Not two points, not half a point. I like it. What happens if we steer ourselves in the wrong direction? So if the other person says something to the person that makes them go from the on being on the right track to being wrong, Okay. Then they lose a point. Okay. Simple as that. All right. I'm, I'm up for it. So, this is how we're going to approach these from now on. So, that involves like listening back to each other's prediction, being like, hold on. Matty D said to Kieran here, oh, wasn't in the trailer this happened? And then like, if I change my mind and he's right and he helped me, mm-hmm. the thing that comes to mind was in the um, Fantastic Beast movie, you gave me a whole like lot of background information on Dumbledore's sister that yeah. I ended up working into my plot successfully. <laughs> You're welcome. So I really want to be able to give like each other credit for that circumstance. So like I said, bonus nice. points if we help each other. I like it. I like it. And I think it's going to happen in this episode. So we'll see. <laughs> so that's just an extra element that we're adding in. So uh, you went... No, I went first, went first in that original episode. So shall we break down what I said and yeah. how close I was? Absolutely. So the first thing you said in your plot was you, you said it was going to be a flashback. The movie was going to start with a flashback. Technically, it is. Mm-hmm. We see her as a baby, first of all. But yeah, you're right. Uh, it starts on the flashback in the 60s. I give you one point. It's something that's shown in the trailer pretty prominently. No, it's not. None of the flashback is shown in the trailer. I thought it was. Nope, it's not. Oh, fuck. So, we never see young Cruella or Cruella as a child in any of the trailers. Are you sure? 100%. I thought there was a trailer that had young Cruella in it. So, there was a trailer that was released after the movie came Maybe out that we didn't see of. that had Cruella in it. But the two trailers we had, we had a teaser trailer and an official trailer. They mm-hmm. never showed young Cruella in any of those trailers. Okay, well, that's two points then. Well done. But we did know from the pre-release material that there was two young Cruellas cast as actors. Yeah. We knew that going in that there was a young Cruella. So, that's a pretty yep. so it'd be, safe bet. It'd be a single point rather than two points. But like we never knew that the movie was going to open no. with a flashback. No, I think it deserves an extra point then. So, you said that Estella shows fashion promise as a child. She's interested in design. That is correct. Sure. She never makes anything as a child. She just has criticism of her mom's sewing. Either way, she's showing promise as a fashion yes. Yeah, that designer. makes sense. You thought that Estella's mother, Catherine, would be a dressmaker. She is not. No. What no. does she even do? She was a maid, I guess. I don't know what she does for a yeah, living you're after right. the fact. So, and she does she does take an interest in fashion, but not like Estella. So, I kind of give you half a point because you thought that she'd be interested in it. Not, not quite. You first thought as a child she would run into Jasper and Horace. Horace? Horace? Horace. Horace. What's his name? Horace. Horace. How else would it be said? Horace? <laughs> Horace, I don't know. Uh, who were juvenile delinquents sure. and joined their gang. Uh, and then you ended up changing your mind mm-hmm. and said that she, Estella would already be a pickpocket and then-, and then She so runs into them, she'd, yeah. she would She would steal something from Jasper and Horace and, you know, yeah. and then that- Like that an idiot, forces. yeah. So, I guess in our new point system basis, you're more right than you were- you know, previously, but you did sort of back. I'm not. On I, it. it doesn't count if you help yourself. <laughs> so I'll give you, a, yeah. So I'll give you a point for that. But you're more right if you just stuck to your yeah, stuck right. to your guns originally. You said that the movie would have a solid soundtrack. I'll give you two points. Oh, I know that's objective, but uh, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, subjective. Sorry, but I'm. Pr- I think. I think the soundtrack oh, boy. was great. That was the best thing about the movie, to be honest. You said that we would jump to the '70s, where we meet an older Stella, older Stella, an adult yeah. Stella, yeah. and she has a job cleaning toilets for rich people. I give you half a point because that is true. But she, she was doing that job when she was working for the, you know, the, the Liberty f- London. Yeah, Liberty London, uh, where she was supposed to sort of start her fashion career, but she ended up just cleaning toilets. Yeah. I think you thought that she'd just be 
you know, doing yeah, that'd be her job job before then. But she's a grifter before then, so she just rips people off and, yes. and pickpockets before that point yes. in the actual movie, which they they said in the uh, in the bio, and we were just yeah. like, how does that work? <laughs> yes, just exactly like it says. You said Estella would now have red hair and admirers the Liberty Fashion Store, as well as fashion mogul the Baroness von Hellman. All correct. So I'll give you uh, two sets of one point there because a lot of that is in the trailer and then two points for the idolization of the mm-hmm. Baroness. You said that Estella would have a campy friend who works at a fashion store. This is true. He more he more I com- described him as being like a David Bowie type. Which he was. Pretty much. He was pretty much that. So this is a character that kind of gets involved. What a was little- that character's name? I can't remember what that character's name is. Do you? Artie was his name. Okay, yeah, that's right. This relationship kind of happens later on the movie, and he kind of gets more involved yeah. with the gang. You get points for this later on, but you yeah. sort of half a point because you're on the right track. You kind of thought Artie would kind of tell Estella about all the gossip and what's going on yeah. in the fashion world. I mean, sort of, but not really. She kind of already knows what's going on. Yeah, that's right. She's already involved in what's going on. So, in the actual movie, he owns sort of like a, an antique dress shop. You said that the employees that Estella works for are needlessly cruel. That is true. Yeah. Give you a point for that. Because we do see in the trailer, correct me if I'm wrong, that there are people walking on her hands. Yes, yeah, we do say yeah. that in the trailer. So, she quits her job, seeks revenge on her employees by robbing by robbing them with Horace and Jasper. That two points there because that does happen. I know in your context yeah. you're talking about them That's being- That's basically the plot of the whole movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. So- But yeah, it's not exactly how I- Not exactly. Described it because I said like she works in people's homes cleaning it and then she would- uh, get fired, and then rob that same place because she knows the layout of the home. Yeah, so I give you two points because, in a sense, when she leaves the Baroness's organisation, she does that to her, and that's the whole plot mm. of the movie. But also, when she does get fired from the the Liberty store, she does end Liberty up- Liberty London. Liberty London. They do end up robbing that place as well. True. So it's kind of tr- enough to give you two points, in my opinion. You said that Estella would work for the Liberty London. She would go for a job and impress the Baroness with all her designs- that's not how she got the job. Well, in a way, she got the job that way because the Baroness saw her dress design in the window, which she'd like basically graffitied and messed up one of yeah. the uh, designs in the window. And the Baroness saw it and was just like, well, that's really impressive and just gives her so, the job on yeah. the spot. I give you a point for it, but yeah, it's, Fair it's not quite how it went. I think you envisioned like an interview An interview, process. yeah, where she sees like her sketchbook full of and designs. She's like, oh my Lord, look at look how good that is. So, in your plot, you said Estella would work for the Baroness tirelessly. That is true. Uh, the Baroness would line everybody up, all the designers up, and be super critical of their work and would fire one of them on the spot. I give you a whole bunch of points for that. A lot of that was in the trailer as well. You, you were correct to say that the Baroness cuts Estella's dress. That is correct. Mm-hmm. And also cuts her in the process. That's a point there. You said Estella works closely with the Baroness. Being her favourite, I mean, she's she doesn't like anybody, but I would say that's correct. Yeah. She is, she's her favourite. Estella is definitely her favourite. So, I give you two points for that. It really she- just becomes The Devil Wears Prada. Yes, it does. For a large portion it of does. the movie. It does. And you, you said that she gets invited to Hell Hall, which she does. She's one of the few that's allowed to go there. Yeah. You said that the Baroness would have three vicious Dalmatians. We knew this in the trailer, mm-hmm. but you get a point for it because that is true. You said that they would hate Estella and Estella would hate them. Not really. I mean, no, if anything- it's they- true. Because they killed her mother. She hates them. It's okay. All right. So, technically speaking, the dogs are fine with her, but I give you half a point because they They're do They're always kill- growling at her. They, they do. Well, but at the end- They rip up her furniture. At, at the end, she A, keeps them, and B, they, ru- they run up to her and she, they're like, they sit down. 
At the very end. At the though. very end, yeah. But for the rest of the movie, they're like growling and vicious towards her. I think they're vicious towards everybody. That's true. I, I give you half a point because in a technicality, they did kill her mother. So there is some sort of, you know. Yeah. So it's a point for, for calling, you know, the Dalmatians in the movie. And it's half a point for the fact that, you know, they killed okay, fair Estella's enough. mother at the start of the movie. Fair enough. So in your plot, the Baroness frustrates Estella by making her do menial tasks. Estella snaps and expresses her feelings towards the Baroness, leading her to be fired. Not quite what happens in the movie. Well, she does leave. A lot of that does happen. Like, she has to get the Baroness's lunch. Oh, yes. Yeah, she's and all doing, of that stuff. You get a point for the minimal tasks aspect of it, but she doesn't get fired for that. She gets, where was the indication that this was going to happen in the movie in the trailers? There was no indication. That's why you so got two it, points for that. Okay, fair enough. You said it was a point. <laughs> no, no, no. That's two points. Okay, fair enough. There we go. All's right in the world. <laughs> But yeah, but she yeah, never she does, really she never expresses herself and she she does get fired. Well, technically she quits. But, yeah. uh, you know, when uh, the Baroness finds out that Estella is Cruella, then, you know, all chips are off. And yeah, she- but that happens way later on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, in your plot, Estella gets drunk, looks at herself in the mirror and starts just ripping her own dress. I mean, this does happen. It happens in the movie. It happens mm. in the in the... Liberty Liberty London section. So she gets drunk and she trashes the store. It's something you indicate. No, she doesn't trash the store. No, she, she trashes just... the window. Yes, Tra- you're right. Trashes in quotation yeah, you're, you're marks because right. she makes it quote unquote. Yeah, better. you're right. You're absolutely right. So that is true. In in your plot, you thought that that was going to happen. You know, as a reaction to the Baroness. It's, yeah. It's it's unrelated. It's towards. It's this before storm. she even works there. Yeah, and it's what it's what sort of it you know impresses the Baroness at the start. You said that Estella would dye her hair back to the iconic black and white. I mean, she doesn't dye it, but no. it does change to black and white. So again. she is wearing a red wig, which confused the hell out of me because at first I was just like, "How the hell did she undye her hair yeah. and then have normal hair again?" But yeah, she was just wearing a wig. She was just wearing explain. a wig. Yeah. yeah. You said that Artie, Horace, Jasper would hatch a plan to crash an event run by the Baroness for revenge, yeah, they do. which they do, which is why yeah. you get two points for it. It's also it's to get revenge, but it's also to put Estella out as a designer. True. And what they're going to do is they're going to use Estella to be a distraction while they rob the place. Two right. sets of two All points. Right. So there, there's two different elements going on there that, that are present True. in the movie, but they're not quite the same scene. No, I know. So, but that it does happen in the movie. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Um, I'm thinking more to the point of the... Yeah. So there's the original event where they're planning to steal the necklace, which was originally Estella's mother's necklace. And then there's also at the end where the Baroness has an event at Hellman Hall where everyone ends up dressing up like Cruella. Mm-hmm. And then Cruella goes in there to confront her and, you know... Basically, frame her for killing her. Now, you predicted that Estella would make friends with Anita, which is which is correct, and and use Anita to self promote. That's yep. two points there. You said Estella would arrive uh, in a black and white cloak to the event, which is true. Mm-hmm. This is something we see in the trailer, by the way. But I give you one point there. You said Horace and Jasper would arrive as delivery men, which is true. You get a point. Exterminators for in the actual movie. Yeah, well, close enough for me. I think okay. <laughs> they're delivering extermination. Yes. Delivering death to rodents. You said that Cruella would take a drink and light her dress on fire to reveal that she is wearing a red dress. You mm-hmm. said that the Baroness underneath would- Underneath her cloak, Underneath her cloak to sort of draw attention, which is she knew the Baroness would hate that. You said that the Baroness would recognize Cruella as Estella straight away. This is not the case, but everything else you said was correct. Mm, there you go. You said that Cruella would announce her I name- I have no idea how she didn't recognize Estella. She has different hair, Kieran. <laughs> she has different hair, but the exact same features and voice and personality. Yeah, so if I dyed my hair blonde, you'd be like, who is this guy? Yeah, I'm one of the Dover boys. I'm, cr- I'm cruel, cruelly deep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, so then Cruella would rage, wage war on the Baroness, which is true. Two points there. That's pretty much the crux of the movie. You mm-hmm. speculated with me that she would adopt the cruel part 
uh, as an inspiration to the bar- as from the Baroness, you know, deciding that you got, I got to be cruel in life. I'm going to change my name to Cruella. In reality, it's this confusing thing where she kind of has an alter ego. Yeah, her mother's like, your name's Estella, not Cruel Ella. Yeah. And- <laughs> A very ham-fisted, awkward scene. Yeah, and then she kind of thinks that she has this alter ego that's like a bad version of herself. Yeah. And then when she grows Who up- Who has like the fancy Baroness accent versus like her regular <laughs> Cockney accent, which completely disappears and never comes back. I know, movie. I know. It's so weird. But then she, yeah, she takes on this persona. So literally, she's just putting on a voice. Yeah. <laughs> for the whole movie. Yeah. And for the rest of her and life, for the rest of her life, life, she like she just develops into this accent that she was putting on, <laughs> which is weird. Well, it's like yeah, she kind of like tries to be like the Baroness, I guess, because they talk pretty much the same. Yes, which is weird because that's Emma Thompson's real accent, and Emma Stone is just doing a voice. <laughs> <laughs> At least she's not going. It's a me, Cruella. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Now you said that the gang would escape after the event. That is, the gang would escape the police, but their mm-hmm. truck doesn't start now. Technically, their truck is getting, I think, like towed, towed away. Yep. But you are right. They go and they hotwire one of the Baroness's cars that's and true. chase in in shoes. That's two points there. You said that this portion of the movie would be Cruella competing against the Baroness mm-hmm. in fashion events. You said that Cruella would first attempt to emulate the Baroness with a traditional style. That doesn't really happen. No. But uh, decides to be more edgy and punk rock, which is the way she goes. Yes. Uh, points all around there because it's all stuff we see, like little clips we see in the trailer. But yeah, that's absolutely right. correct. You said that Horace and Jasper would be sent to steal the three three Dalmatians. I give you two points mm-hmm. because that is correct. You predicted, and your prediction was so close here. Here we go. Uh, you said that they would use a cat as bait yeah. to get the Dalmatians uh, to chase them into a truck and the cat would escape through like a little hole and the Dalmatians yeah, into the cab. Yeah. It's exactly what is, exactly what happened. It's exactly yes. what happened, except it's not a cat. It's no. a duck. Yes, which is, you, you pointed this out already at the start of this episode. That's always the example we use of the half point. So, if we said that there were a cat was going to be in the movie and it turns out to be a dog, that's half a point. So I, I deserve nothing half, but half a point. That gets you half a point. I kind of feel bad because it is so accurate. Well, everything that, else deserves two points, yeah, to be okay, honest. Yeah, so I'll give you two points for everything else, but um, yeah, half a point for calling it a dog. <laughs> or a cat. Named Wink. Oh, sorry, a cat, yeah. It's the dog named Wink that they have. Yes. Because it has one eye, and I guess you know <laughs> yeah. they were just clever enough to call it wink. Was that was he part of the cartoon? I can't remember. No, was he it was a, complete was he fabrication adult? for this movie. Which, by the way, I don't know why, but ninety percent of the time in the movie, all the dogs were CGI, which really confused me. I'm like, they clearly had real dogs there, but then anytime they're doing anything, they're CGI. Oh. but when they're just sitting around, they're regular dogs. So they probably just had dogs that were model dogs, as in they weren't trained to be movie animals yeah for cruelty reasons or whatever but then <laughs> nice for cruelty reasons so they're, they're fine just getting like a shot of them just sitting there not doing anything but anytime they need to run around jump over things or go up some stairs they're always cgi and it was really obvious that they were cgi <laughs> well obviously not to you because you didn't notice no, it. i didn't notice but it was really obvious to me i saw this movie in the cinemas yeah so on the big screen it's really obvious when something is cgi versus a real animal because it never really looks like a real animal and then when i was re-watching the movie Again, on my big screen, I could see as well, like just the seams in the, the animation for the dogs, but they just don't look real at all. Remember that puppy that Cruella's carrying around for like the start of the movie? Yes. That never, ever looked like a real dog <laughs> at any point. Yeah. And I'm guessing the Dalmatians. The Dalmatians, when they're like running and when they kill Estella's mum, quite clearly CGI in that scene. But like I said, if they're sitting there, they're real dogs. If they're moving, they're CGI, which I was just, was very confused about. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what like if it's if it's financially smarter to just hire like a trainer and or you know get yeah. movie dogs. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they just. Well, I guess they had the money. If they had two hundred million, yes, they can put CGI they just dogs. Throwing money at it. It wasn't like, like it was bad CGI. It was just noticeably CGI. Mm. But I guess with this kind of movie, you can get away with it. I don't think it. Yeah, need, I, this movie doesn't need to be pretty. I think. Well, it was a pretty movie. Yeah, it was a really good like looking in, movie. In, in but that like, respect, like I don't think the CGI needs to be. It was. It was good. Like I said, it was good CGI. It was just I was baffled as to why they did it when they had real dogs there. I don't know. I can't answer that. Like I said, they probably just weren't trained movie dogs. They were just there as like models. They're like, let's just CGI this shit. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Let's not have a trainer come in and do the scene and we have to worry about what The trainer with was animals. sick and they were like, oh, no. Let's-, let's just film nothing and then put a CGI dog in in post. Yeah. Now, you said it would be revealed that Cruella is seen wearing a spotted jacket, which is correct. Mm-hmm. You said that... Now, this is a, this is really a good call by you. You said that mm-hmm. both the audience and the Baroness would assume that the coat was made out of dogs. Two yes. points there. Yep. That's exactly what happened. Best and, prediction I made in the whole plot. And we as the audience are led to believe that that is what happened until she realizes that it's not actually the case, which I give you two points for because the next thing you say is actually the Dalmatians are held at uh, Estella, sorry, Corella now, mm-hmm. her loft. Uh, you said that they were tied up. They're not tied up, but they are kind of restrained there. Yeah. I guess they're with their leads and stuff. But yeah. yeah, two points. You called that as well. So Almost two- the definition of being tied up <laughs> yes. if you're being restrained with a leash. Yeah. Now, you said that the Baroness would figure out where the dogs are. She would break into Cruella's loft and burn it down to the ground. Two points. That's exactly what happens. Mm-hmm. The only other add-on is a... Is a I keep going to call her Estella. Is Cruella is actually in the, in the loft at the time. That's She's right. to kill her, which you didn't guess, but everything else no. you guessed. You said Cruella is, uh, you know, defeated by this, the fact that the, her house is burned down, but her friends come and convince her to get even. Pretty much true. I give you two yeah. points for that. You predicted that the Baroness would hold her favourite dresses in a vault. Horace and Jasper would break into the vault, and we would think as the audience that they were there to steal the dress, which is true. That's what we're thinking yeah. at the time. Well, it's not her favourite dresses. It's her spring collection, which is it really is. important to her because that's her money maker. So, yeah. So, what happens in the movie is Horace and Jasper break into you know her her workshop her like area yeah and because of this the baroness goes oh Corella's going to try to steal my summer collection i'm going to spring collection spring collection sorry i'm going to put them in this vault mm-hmm. and i'm going to lock it up and then of course one of the dresses that estella when she's estella or when she's Corella makes is a dress made out of little eggs little golden little, cocoons little gold which you can only get from australia by the way <laughs> uh they're like sewed onto the dress somehow Yes. And then they hatch and then, of course, releasing moths. Yes. And the moths eat everything. So, what what you end up saying is that the they they have it in the vault. Horace and Jasper break in. They steal the key to the vault. So, when the Baroness comes in, she needs to break the vault open, which she does do in the movie. Yeah. She needs to- Because like, they do destroy the lock, make yes. it look like they broke in. But instead, yes. they just, they're just breaking the lock. Yes. And once they- open up the the vault door it's revealed that moths moths are flying out seeing that the dresses are all all been eaten so yes and it's at that point where the baroness knows that estella is cruella yes. in the, in the actual movie yeah she's worked it out at that stage yeah. but yeah that's that's what happens in the movie so good job thank you you said that there would be a scene i love this so much you said there would there would be a scene of cruella dancing in slow motion to punk rock, yep, which is the case. So Absolutely I give you the case, that. but it's not the end of the movie. <laughs> you get a point for it anyway. And then you said that we would see Anita receiving a Dalmatian puppy, which does happen in yes. the end credit scene. So Roger also there. gets one as well. He does. He does. So why did Cruella buy the the dogs? Like it makes no sense in the timeline. Know. Like I guess we're just throwing the timeline out the window in this universe. I also I kind of liked the fact that you know Cruella has this history with the Dalmatians, but the fact that. 
the Dalmatians that killed Cruella's parents are like the fathers and mothers of, you know, or the parents of the Dalmatians that we would grow to love as the 101 yeah. Dalmatians. I kind of feel weird about that. Yeah, that is weird. I don't know. I, I just don't think that was necessary. Anyway. No, it wasn't necessary. <laughs> and do you remember what I said in that original episode? Said the reason, the reason that I said that Anita would get the Dalmatian in the movie in the first place, because I said in these origin stories, in these prequels, yes. they always do these sort of, they go too far and they always insert these ham-fisted unnecessary elements just to tie it in with the proper narrative. And that's the exact reason they did it in the actual movie. We need to see Bruce Wayne behind a fence. Anyway. Yes. Now, that was the end of your prediction, but during my prediction, you made a few calls. So, mm-hmm. I'm just going to go through them. You said that you actually guessed that Cruella would go to a black and white party. So, I'll give you two points yeah, there. that's right. When I, was- I, I clarified that the party that she goes to where she burns off her cloak and yep. revealing the red dress underneath. I actually clarified, oh, the dress code is black and white. Mm-hmm. You're right. But yeah, and I said that the whole reason she does it is to stand out as a distraction, which is exactly which the is case exactly in the, the movie. Case. And you also said that the graffiti that I said was, well, you clarified my point when I was talking about the graffiti on the walls. You said it was a light show. So I'm going to give you a point for that because that's oh, true. Oh, fair enough. And that's true because I didn't mention it in my plot. No. But I was clarifying in your plot. <laughs> but you didn't change your mind though. I did so. Anyway, with all that said and done, you, you got- said it doesn't matter. But you're sorry, you go on. What did I say? Sorry. You said it doesn't matter when I clarified that point. You're like, oh, it doesn't matter that I'm wrong. <laughs> well, now it does. <laughs> it does now. Yes, yeah. true. Now who looks like the fool? Uh, now with that done, Thank you for helping you. It is 68 points you got there, bud. Wow, that was way more than I was expecting to get. So when I watched the movie the other day for this episode. I listened back to what I said afterwards and I was just like, oh man, oh man, like I wasn't close to this at all. Mm. But according to your points, I was a lot closer than I thought I was. Yeah. So you extrapolated a lot from the trailer, I think. Yes. It sounds like from your breakdown there that like I, I sort of got like the vibe of the movie yeah. and the, the general beats. But were you the same? Let's see. I, Let's I find went, out. I didn't know what was going to happen in this movie. And I Clearly just, not. I just kind of went rogue and just wrote my own plot. So the first thing that you said- Mm-hmm. Before you started your prediction, you clarified everything. You said that you didn't buy what they were presenting in the promotional material. I love that. You said, like, I'm not buying. So, all the information is saying this. I'm not buying that. I'm going to take my own liberties with this plot, which hey, is a bold statement to start. It's a ballsy move. you got to respect it. It certainly is. Move. I absolutely respect that, but did it pay off? <laughs> no, because everything was in the trailer. Well, not everything, but the trailer was very much. The trailer was very handing us the information. You're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I will not take that. You like they're handing it to you on a platter, and you just knock the platter out of their yeah. hand. It's just like I'm going to take my own information, yeah. and then you picked up some dirt and ate the dirt. I'm going to make up everything in this plot. Yeah, go so on. So you said that the movie starts with young Estella making her own dress. She never actually does make her own dress as a child. She is critical of fashion as a child. She shows flair for having an eye for fashion, but she never makes her own dress. Unfortunately, so you don't get any points there. You said that Estella's mother, Catherine, has a dog that she treats better than Estella. (laughs) It's never the case at all. No, no, it's not. You said that the dog destroys Estella's handmade dress and Catherine scolds her for having such a silly dream. Something directly taken from the Joker. Like when the Joker says, I'm going to be a stand-up comedian. But you have to be funny. (laughs) Never happens in this movie. I think I was predicting a way more cruel uh, parent. Definitely. That's what you said at the time. You said, oh, I'm setting up the background of cruelty here. Yeah. Never happened in the movie. It's a bad guy story. In fact, we haven't said this yet, but this woman was never even Cruella's mother. No. Well, that was a twist none of us called. Yeah, and it didn't really add anything to the movie. 
Oh, actually, it explained, I disagree. It, it, I think it added a lot. Yeah, you're right. It did add a, an element of, you know, it changed the whole competition between the two. And it also allowed Cruella to get Hellman Hall at the end, which he, of course, retitled Hell Hall. You said that Estella vows that she'll be the most renowned fashion designer in the world. I gave you half a point for that because I think future Estella says that. And presumably young Estella wants that as well, but she just never vocalizes it. <laughs> She's too busy worrying about the fact that her mum died. <laughs> Jeez. She's got nowhere to live. just to sleep by a fountain. <laughs> So you said that Estella does not meet a younger Horace and Jasper in the 60s because it doesn't make sense. This is a quote directly. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. Okay. Also, it, well, I'll tell you what doesn't make sense, the fact that you said that. Well, okay. All right. So I'm just going to back up my logic here. I mm. thought that the child- Logic, huh? Yes, logic. I thought the childhood flashback would be a small portion of the movie and we'd go straight into you know her as sure. an adult. And I didn't think there was enough well, time- Well, you had a very different idea of what the movie yeah. would be. I didn't think there was enough time to sort of dedicate to Estella with her relationship with her mother, Estella with her relationship with wanting big dreams, and Estella wanting a relationship with Horace and Jasper. But there was a large portion of the movie that followed her childhood. So yes. that's why I didn't think it would work, but I was right. You said that we flash forward to, quote, some point in the 70s where Estella moves to London for the first time. Some point in the 70s. Great. Just to clarify, I believe it was 1977 in the actual movie. Sick. Now, I gave you half a point for that because she's already lived in London for quite some time at this point. She moved there as a child. Yeah. You said that Estella meets the Baroness at her company where she has an intimidating job interview with her. Gave you a point and a half for that because the Baroness does meet Estella at her business, at the Liberty London, really. I think she owns the Liberty London, maybe. Yes, she, she is implied to own the Liberty London. But she never has a job interview. She just gives Estella a job on the spot when she sees her design in the window. And they're busy being thrown out of the <laughs> shop at this point, And they give her a business card in the mouth. You said that the Baroness is impressed by Estella's designs, but is not sure that Estella has the killer instinct to survive the world of fashion. Gave you two points there. Technically, two sets of one point because it is true. She's trying to coach Estella in her own sort of mean way. But she does feel like, oh, you, you should never apologize for anything, that sort of stuff. And she is impressed by Cruella's designs almost yeah. constantly throughout it, the movie. It is a line in the movie, right, where she says, oh, you you're ta- you got the talent to start your own brand, but do you have the killer, the killer instinct? instinct? You're right. And what's funny is she's talking about Cruella at that point to Estella. Mm. But we never put that together. You said that the Baroness hires Estella, which is seemingly a dream come true. That's true. I gave you a point for that. You said that Estella moves into Hellman Hall where she is forced to work as a housemaid for free. It's not the case at all. No, no, it's not. You said that the Baroness will never remember Estella's name. That's also something I said that you didn't bring up. No, because that wasn't right. That's not true. Yeah. Yeah, that's not the case at all. I didn't think it was worth- She calls her grubby girl once, and then she calls her Estella for the rest of the movie, so not true at all. You said that the Baroness tells the women working for free in her manner that they need to make a dress in order to impress her. She's like, listen up, ladies. You're all going to make me a dress, and I'm going to be impressed. (laughs) Gave you half a point for that because that's Estella's actual job anyway. That's what she has to do to make money. But there is a scene where the Baroness tells her staff that they need to make a new spring collection for her. So I figured that was close enough that, to it's give very you half close. a point. It was very close. Very generous, if you ask me. So you said that the Baroness used to be talented, but now she's in a position where all her staff do all the creative work for her. Gave you two points for that. Thank you. That's exactly right. You said that Estella spends all night working on the perfect dress for the Baroness. Gave you half a point for that because she does spend all night sewing moth cocoons to a dress to get revenge on the Baroness in the guise that it's part of her new spring collection and it's the dress that the Baroness likes the most. Yeah. And I guess it's assumed that she does this anyway, right? She works day and night on yeah. her dressmaking. So we see when Cruella's in her off time, when she's just sitting eating lunch, she's designing dresses and the Baroness finds out and is just like, oh, you're cheating on me, are you? <laughs> Which I didn't really understand that, but yeah, whatever. You said that the Baroness lines up all the designers with their dresses and criticizes each one. Gave you a point for that straight from the trailer. 
You said that the Baroness fires a woman whose dress isn't up to standard. Gave you half a point for that. It's a dude. It's a man in the actual movie. You didn't think that any of the designers would be men, weirdly enough. You thought they'd all be women. I don't know if I said that, did I? You implied it quite heavily. So you said that all the people who work under the Baroness are women who live in her mansion and Mm. do her dirty work. And then all these designers, when they're lined up, are all women. Did I say that? You strongly implied (laughs) it. You never said that any men work for the Baroness at all. Okay. Essentially, all these women are doing her laundry, cleaning her floors, and it's just for the opportunity to be you know, around the Baroness and, and hopefully get the opportunity yeah, to design, design from her. her. Uh, the Baroness will give the women an opportunity by telling them to design something to show their talent. You said that the Baroness insults Estella's dress, tells her it's terrible and cuts it up with a straight razor. Since she's so unimpressed, causing Estella to cry. Gave you half a point for that because the Baroness is impressed by the dress. She does cut off the sleeves though in a sign of dominance. So at this stage, she still wants to give the impression that she's still talented and king shit mm-hmm. on the factory floor. So she's just like, I add my own flair to things just because I like it, but I don't want to admit to you that I, you know, I think it's good. Because I made it work. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And Estella's never upset. She never goes off and cries about anything the Baroness does. Except for killing her mum. True, but that's before this point. Her quote-unquote mum. You said that that night while working in Hellman Hall for free, I love bringing up that point, Estella sees the Baroness on TV taking full credit for the dress she ripped to ribbons literally before. Never happens. No. You said that everyone claims that Estella's dress is bold and a rebirth for the Baroness's career. Never actually happens no, either. Not really. I mean, like, a lot of the dresses Estella makes for the Baroness are, don't really hear them being no. used at all. No, we don't know if they're good or not. I mean, we assume they are, but- Yeah, presumably so, if the Baroness likes them. You said that Estella gets mad and throws things around in a rage. Never actually happens. No. You said that later that night, Horace and Jasper break into Hellman Hall, which becomes a trend in your plot, by the way. And Estella catches them, gave you half a point because Horace and Jasper are involved in a plot to steal a necklace from Hellman Hall in the actual movie. But everything else you said doesn't happen at all. So in your plot, this is the first time we're meeting Horace and Jasper. Yes. So presumably this is about 40 minutes or so into the movie. I mean, the, ho- the rest of the movie could have been really fast. True. Bang, 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 bang. True. Horace and Jasper. You said that Estella lets Horace and Jasper steal what they're after and lets them go out of kindness. No, nothing like that happens no. in the movie at all. You said that the next morning the Baroness blames Estella for the burglary and fires her. Gave you half a point for the firing. Everything else wasn't <laughs> accurate at all. You said that Estella claims her innocence, but the Baroness tells her that life is cruel. That's really nice. That's really poetic. That could have been good in the movie. Unfortunately, it doesn't happen. I'm writing a different movie here, Kieran. You certainly are. You said that Estella declares a fashion war against the Baroness. I gave you a point for that. That was very prominent in the trailer. It's a very large part of the movie too, so yeah. You said that Estella tracks down Horace and Jasper and gets them to help her in her criminal exploits. I gave you half a point for that. It's technically true, but in the actual movie, they've known each other for years Mm -hmm. and they're already criminals. All three of them are already criminals at this point. And Jasper's in love with Estella. I got that impression as well. That's what I thought. It's, it's never, never said. It's but. never said and it's never acted on, but I strongly got the vibe through the whole movie that Jasper was into Cruella. Yep, I did too. And then when she turned into, like, when she went from Estella to Cruella, like, that kind of hurt his feeling towards mm. her. But yeah, it's it was a little subtle thing that you can pick up if you want to see it, but, you know, it's yeah. there. You're right. Didn't add anything to the movie, though. You said that the three break into Hellman Hall to steal back Estella's sewing equipment. That's not the case. I already gave you a point for them breaking into yeah. Hellman Hall, so I can't give you another one. No. You said that Estella finds that the Baroness has a black and white dress and finds the details for an exclusive fashion event that the Baroness is holding. Interestingly enough, you said this exact same thing in your Enola Holmes 2 plot. Oh, yeah. Where just the bad guys just leave like a piece of paper with all the information about what they're doing, even if it's something they're doing themselves. <laughs> they write down all the details, the time, the date, the place of where they're going to be. Yeah. This never happens in the movie. No, but it could have. It could have, true. 
You said that I mean, a- anything could have, but that's a, that's a terrible thing to say. Yeah. You said that Estella dyes her hair black and white to match the dress. Now, her hair is naturally black yeah, and white. Well, we were both wrong with this. We, True. We thought that she would dye her hair. Her hair is We thought there's no white. human possible way that someone would naturally be born with black and white hair. But it's the case in this universe. And as we already explained, Estella wears a red wig to cover up her naturally black and white hair. But as a child, she does dye it all black to sort of disguise herself, I guess. I don't really understand why she did that. Well, she's running from... The cops. Yes. Yeah. You said that Estella meets Artie, who's a fashion designer, and he helps Estella design a dress for the Baroness's event. Gave you a point and a half for that one because Artie actually works, as we already explained, in a vintage clothing shop, but he does help Estella with her designs later in the movie, and he lends her a red dress, which was originally part of the Baroness's collection, for Estella to wear at this event that you're talking about. So he does end up teaming up with Cruella to design all of these dresses that they give away for free to all of the Baroness's guests at the end of the movie, along with wigs to make all of the guests look like Cruella so that the completely incompetent security staff (laughs) at Hellman Hall just tackle every single one of them and every single time they tackle one of them, they're like, that's not her. There's another one, tackle her. That's not her. There's another one, tackle her. You think they would have got it after maybe two? You said that Estella crashes the event, setting fire to her white gown to reveal another dress underneath. Gave you a point for that. Very prominent in the trailer. Uh, One of the most striking visuals in the movie as well, if you ask me. And I think, yeah, but this this happens earlier on in the movie than what I thought. Yeah, well, it happens around the point in the flow of your plot. Mm. So, I'm, I'm not going to discredit you for that. You said the security attempts to stop Estella, but she takes them all out. Gave you a point for that. That was in the trailer. That's something I didn't mention at all in my plot. Oh. Weirdly enough. <laughs> you said that Estella announces herself as Cruella. Gave you a point for that. And then for the rest of your plot, I just referred to her as Cruella. You said that the world starts to buzz about Cruella's designs, with some saying that she's too outlandish, while others say that she's the face of the future of fashion. Gave you a point for that, because all of that was in the trailer as well. She, In fact, she has a, like a, her face painted to say the future yes. <laughs> that we see in the trailer. You said that for the third time, Cruella, Horace and Jasper break into Hellman Hall. It's becoming like a weekly thing <laughs> at this point. And they release moths. You originally thought they were locusts to eat all of the Baroness's dresses, but because of my plot, you changed it to moths, so I get a bonus point there. Okay. So, what is that, 31? No, wait, it was 38, wasn't it? What? It was 68. Oh, 68, so now it's 69. Serendipity. (laughs) So, yeah, this does happen. Gave you half a point for that, but it's not in Hellman Hall. This is in the Baroness's vault. So, you were on the right track, but not quite there. Mm. Also, you said they were locusts. I changed my mind. Yeah. Because you said, oh, moths make way more sense. Yes. So, yeah, that was a circumstance of me helping you. You said that Cruella attempts to get a a loan from a bank, but the bank turns (laughs) her down. So, Cruella, Horace and Jasper rob the bank, leading to a car chase. And Cruella uses this money to start her fashion line. Nothing like that happens in the movie. I remember at the time being like, whoa, Matty, why are you going so far with this? Didn't you learn from the Joker? Apparently not. (laughs) Nope. You said that Cruella starts dressing like Cruella full time. So, Estella has transformed into Cruella at this point. Gave you a point for that. There was something that we knew was going to happen. You said that Cruella graffitis her name on a building in Glow in the Dark Ink. It's actually a projection. I mentioned this in the original episode. Yeah, we spoke So, I gave it. you half a point for that. You said that Cruella's clothing line does really well while the Baroness's sales drop. Cruella doesn't have a clothing line. No. She's just doing big showy events to kind of hurt the Baroness. And we don't know, like, what the success is for Cruella or- Or the Baroness, or the Baroness. for that matter. No. Yeah. I guess people are talking about Cruella. Yeah, but Cruella the- is never actually selling any of her dresses, which kind of goes against everything she's doing. <laughs> Fair enough, whatever. Whatever. You said that Cruella buys Hellman Hall from the Baroness. I gave you half a point for that because Cruella does inherit it, since it belonged to her father, who was married to the Baroness, who, surprise, surprise, 
was her real mother the whole time. So her father, her her father was the Baron Hellman, and she married into the wealth, and therefore she, the Baroness, that is, got Hellman Hall. But it does technically legally belong to Cruella slash Estella. Yeah, in a technicality. Yeah. You said that the Baroness begs Cruella to let her stay in Hellman Hall, but Cruella tells her that life is cruel and heartlessly kicks her out. Why should the afterlife be any different? In the actual movie, the Baroness is arrested for murder, so this never happens. But again, this is very poetic. This is a point that I really like in your plot prediction. I like it too. It would have been cool if it was in the movie, but unfortunately it wasn't. You said that the movie ends with Cruella interviewing a hopeful young designer, and Cruella repeats a lot of the lines that the Baroness originally said to her. Unfortunately, this never happens in the movie either, so no points there. You said that the new designer is tasked with throwing away all of Cruella's old dresses and Cruella has a moment of humanity where she sees the dress that she made as a child and she still throws it away anyway. Bringing a tear to everybody's eye yes. even though it doesn't happen. No, in it doesn't movie. happen. You said that the movie ends with Cruella's original theme from 101 Dalmatians playing over the credits. A? It never appears in the movie. No. They have, a, they have a new song called Call Me Cruella at the end credits which doesn't reference the original theme at um, all. In, after the, you know, in the mid credit scene... Roger is playing the piano and playing the Cruella DeVille song. Holy shit. You're totally right. I didn't think about that. <laughs> and that happens- It's not playing over the credits, though, but yeah, I it's guess I'll have to give you half credits, a point for that. But he, he starts playing it. The camera sweeps out above, like, to the city, and then it yeah. goes into more credits. Yeah, you are right. Oh, yeah, I'm going to give you half a point for that because, yeah, you're technically half right. Half a point. Well, it's not the music that plays over the credits, is it? <laughs> okay. Right. But it was a post credit scene. So, what, what, is the, uh, what do we give half a points for? When you're on the right track, but not quite right. You reckon you deserve more than that? Yeah, I reckon I deserve two points. All right, I'm going to give you a point and a half. (laughs) Okay, thanks. For being a little baby. (laughs) I also added into your plot, so I deserve another point here. I said that Anita is in the movie, so you totally added in a scene after Mm -hmm. your plot was done. You said that Cruella meets Anita, who is a journalist, as she's starting her career, and Anita is the one to tell Cruella that she's going too far. Gave you half a point for that because your assessment wasn't quite right. So, Anita isn't the voice of reason in her ear. Yeah, not really. She's just there helping her promote herself. She does very- Oh, well, I guess she does something. So, I think that brings me up to 70 points. Yeah, it does. Because like uh, like I said, I explained to you that Anita was in the movie. She was a journalist. So, you added that into your plot. None of us thought Roger was going to be in the movie. No. And he was. In a really ham-fisted way. When I first watched the movie, I didn't even notice he was Yeah, I was the same. When I first watched the movie, didn't even notice he was Roger, even though they said Roger like a hundred times. Yeah, and then the second time I watched it, I was like, oh. Oh, that's Roger. Yeah. He even has like a voiceover scene where like, Roger was never a smart man, but he was a good lawyer. So that gives you a total of 24 and a half points. I don't care. I'm, I'm okay with this. So I'm okay with this because I was proud of what I- the, the Yeah, I you had a lot of interesting points that weren't in the movie and <laughs> were probably some better sort of like bits of writing than they actually did in the movie. But uh, yeah, uh, yep. you really wanted to go against what they were saying in the promotional material. So it's probably not at all surprising that you weren't close to the <laughs> yes. movie. Yes. But what did you think of the actual movie? Let's talk about our thoughts and feelings on Cruella. Mm. Matty D, shall we take it away? I liked it, man. I liked it. I thought it was a fun movie. You've seen it twice now? I've seen it twice. I didn't really expect a lot from it. I thought Mm. this was going to be a very ham-fisted origin The trailers didn't really look that good, to be honest. Yeah, I was really dragging my feet to watch this movie. Me too. I was like, this is not going to be fun. This is going to really be a PG kind of villain backstory that's very lazy. But- uh, you know, the, the acting was very charming. The soundtrack oh was awesome. And it was yes. just a lot of fun. And I just like, I enjoyed the whole, you know, they're bad guys, quote unquote bad guys, and they're doing a lot of shenanigans. I kind of enjoyed that. There was a lot of bits in the movie that were kind of like really long and drawn out and kind of like, okay, yeah. I don't really care about this. Can we can we move on, please? Yes. 
I don't think it deserves to be two hours. But No. <laughs> There's so much stuff you could cut out of this So movie. much. But, you know, it's a fun movie, so I enjoyed it. You liked it? Yes. One of the better movies of 2021. Yes. I know that's not a huge compliment, but yes. Yes. I, I'm with you 100%, Matty D. I did really like this movie. I saw it in the cinemas, and I thought it was really good. I came out sort of buzzing about the movie. I was like, wow, this was a lot better than I was expecting, but... We should have expected this since Craig Gillespie directed this movie. He also directed I, Tonya, as we pointed out in our original episode, which is one of my favorite movies. So why wouldn't he do like a, a really good job with this source material? I, I, I just thought the source material didn't have it, to be honest. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what my complete honest opinions are, having watched this movie twice. I think it is a shit script, which is saved by really good acting. Emma Thompson, in particular, was acting. She was so good. She was acting the shit out of this movie. Yeah. Emma Stone was really good as well, and it was also saved by really good direction as well. It was a really good-looking movie. There was a lot of flair to the direction. the The soundtrack choices were perfect, and so you have a really bad script, and it could have been a really bad movie, but all of the other elements worked, making it a, like a pretty good movie with a weak script. No, I I hundred percent agree with you because there's plot points in the movie that you're just like, why are they doing and this? And dialogue that's just really why bad. Are like they the doing whole this? the bit where Horace at the end is just the fact that twice he has to point out like it's spelt devil but it's pronounced Deville. I'm like, that's so unnecessary. And the whole mother being killed thing and the whole thing being like, oh the Baroness is really her mother is really kind of messy and doesn't need to be there. I didn't mind that. I thought that was sure. kind of cool, you know. Ish. Ish. If they handled it better, it would have been better. If it was written better, it, I think it would have been 100% better. They but could have used my plot. That was great. The best part of the movie, hands down for me, is the whole fashion war between the Baroness and Cruella. That stuff was always a joy to watch. Mm-hmm. Those scenes were always really amazing. They looked really good. They'd always have like a really good soundtrack accompanying them. Yes. And they're always like, you didn't know what was going to happen. They had a lot of flair to them. So the movie really shone in the middle. But I think the, the start was kind of shaky. And the end was a little bit shaky, but everything in the middle, I think, was completely solid, leading me to say that I think this is a really good movie. It's not a great movie because the script is really holding it back, but it was a movie that I really enjoyed and it was one of my favorite movies of 2021. Yeah, it's a fun movie and I like, and, and the whole like fighting the system is, yes. is a really just fun, fun thing. It's interesting that they had like such a large punk rock element of oh, the yeah. movie, but then decided not to use any punk rock songs in the soundtrack. No, I So, the closest thing was Iggy Pop's, uh, you know, I Don't Want to Be Your Dog. Yeah. But all of the other music was just standard pop music from yeah. the time. Yeah, I know. I, I, I guess there was going to be a Sex Pistols song, but yeah. like, absolutely not. Well, I said in that original episode that the Sex Pistols have sort of been cancelled, so yeah. I didn't think they would appear in the movie. Well, and I mean, weren't. Disney did a documentary on the Sex Pistols, didn't That's they? That's true. So. That's true. I mean, it's a very PG watered-down version. But. Yeah, maybe before their whole sexism allegations came out. I mean, one of the band members murdered a woman, so, like, how sexist can you get? Yeah. But anyway, we're not here to talk about the sexist pistols. But yeah, well, I guess that's all my thoughts on Cruella. Can't sing its praises enough for, for the, like, the good stuff it does do, but it does have its weaknesses, but I think we're both on the same page here. Hmm. So the script was written by, I think it was seven different people, and that really shows. Yeah. So, I think the strong elements came from, like, whoever the writer of Devil Wears Prada was. Like, the stuff that really stands out is is that sort of, it feels like that sort of movie. But everything else feels like, you know, Disney execs getting their grubby hands on trying to insert, like, awkward Han Solo-esque <laughs> prequel stuff into it. And I think, yeah, that's really ultimately what holds this movie back from being a great movie. But it's a fun time. You can sit down and enjoy it. And I think that's all you really need from this movie. Yeah. The fact that it wasn't shit, I think, was just a complete <laughs> breath of fresh oh, air. Oh, man. After all the movies that year, it was nice to have a movie that didn't just suck. 
But what do you, the dear listener, think of the movie Cruella? Have you seen it? Were you a fan of it? Were you not a fan of it? You can let us know any of your thoughts at several locations. You can find us on our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. Potentialspoilerspod is all one word. Or you can just simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site, potentialspoilers.podbean.com. So before we wrap it up for another week, let's talk about what we're going to be predicting next week. And this is another movie that's just about to come out in cinemas, so we have to hurry to predict it before it comes out. I don't know how many D's going to feel about this one. We're delving into a franchise that's been around for quite a while, but there hasn't been that many entries into it. So I'm really sort of interested in seeing where they're going in this new installment. So next week, we're going to be dipping our toe into the Evil Dead franchise with the newest movie, Evil Dead Rise. Oh. As far as I know, Matty D's completely surprised. He had no idea who we they were doing They did a TV show, right? Recently? Yeah, that's right. Ash vs. Evil Dead. That got like, cancelled, didn't it? Yeah, it got cancelled after two seasons. Yeah. It was a pretty good TV show, I've got to say. I watched both seasons. It was just hard to get like access to it, right? That yeah, was it was on like an obscure platform, I oh. believe. And yeah, I guess it just didn't get the views to warrant a third season. But the first two seasons, pretty good. It's a direct continuation of... I guess we're going to talk about all all, right. all this next week in detail, but it was a direct continuation of the movies. But this movie is not related to any of the movies at all. Not related to any of the movies? No, it's its own thing. It's very loosely connected to the Evil Dead remake, which came out a handful of years ago, which what I saw are, recently. What are they doing? Oh, no. So, this is very much new Evil Dead and not related to the original Evil Dead, so Ash isn't in it at all. What? <laughs> He's a producer on the movie, but this new universe doesn't really involve him, even though the last movie ended with, like, him turning up. He has said that he's not in the movie at all, but he has said that he was proud to be working behind the scenes. So I have no idea what they're going to do in this movie, Matty D. New Evil Dead is very different from old Evil Dead, let's just say that. It probably wouldn't hurt you to watch that remake and get an idea of what they're going to do. But yeah, personally speaking, I have no clue what's going to happen in this new movie, and I have to predict it next week. So please join us next week for Evil Dead Rise. And until then... And that's the angle. Let her in, Nanny. Anita, darling. How are you? Miserable, darling, as usual. Perfectly wretched. Where are they? Where are they? Where are they?